Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? It's showtime, folks! Do I have everybody's attention now? We are the nation! Give me a hell yeah! Yes! What? Yes! What? Power in the inmate! Embrace the vision. We want the smoke! Everybody's got a price! For the benefit of those with flash photography. With a tear in my eye! The cream of the crop! Hey yo! You just made the list! I am the man! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wrestle Nation Pro Wrestling Talk for people who talk pro wrestling. Uh, this is the official podcast of Nation Extreme Wrestling. We're talking about all the happenings in the newest professional wrestling organization in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, we are without Jordan Bowman this week. Uh, but uh, I guess I'll introduce myself. I- I'm the architect, Mike Paris, and uh, with me, as always, is uh, Wyatt, the stanchion art. Uh, Wyatt, where's, do you know where Bowman is? Have you called him? Have, okay. we, have we? Look, here's the deal. Again, you forgot to say award-winning journalist. I tell you every week. Oh, God damn it. I- I'm sure Clive's furious with you right now. He's texting you. He knows I'm an award-winning journalist. But because I'm an award-winning journalist, I know Bowman is not here. That's a scoop for everyone. He's not here right now. So what I've done... Is I've reached out and I've got a third man, and we need three men. We got what? a good vibe here. Wait, 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 hold on. Uh, you didn't clear this with me. Uh, like, again, when you win an award, you get an extra vote. So I uh, voted, my statue voted. You didn't need a vote. The point. statue voted. Yeah, okay. the statue of my award. So uh, here's the deal. I got one of the the best wrestlers of all time. Uh, this guy is this unparalleled resume. Uh, there's nothing this guy doesn't know about wrestling and beer. Uh, he's got a wide variety of knowledge in many things. Lives the high life. Uh, again. I'm unbiased, I'm objective, but he's one of the best people I've ever met in my life. His name is Uncle Daddy himself, Tony Brony. Tony, how are you doing on this night? Ha! How's it going, fellas? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. What are we doing? What show is this? This is like the sixth one I've done today. What show is this? Whose show is this? Yeah, okay. You're on, you're on Wrestle... Tony, nice to meet you. I'm, I'm Mike. Uh, you're on Wrestle Nation, which is a, a, the official podcast of Nation Extreme That's Wrestling. what I said. Wrestle Nation, welcome. Yes. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah, I think we're excited to to have you. I don't know. I'm why I'm a bit concerned to be honest with you. But uh, again, don't you want the best of the best on the show with us? I don't know what the problem is. I don't. Why don't you who want is to, this guy? Who who is this guy? How come I've I've never met him? Who is you know, he? Why? You know why you didn't meet him? Because he wasn't at New One. He wasn't even there. Uh, Can you oh, believe that? Wow. Can you believe that? This guy didn't bother showing up. He's drinking a beer now because he's nervous. He doesn't know how to say anything to you. He's just, he's in, in, in greatness in front of him. But here's the thing. Tony knows more about this business than me. He knows more about the business than you. So what better brain to pick than his, right, Mike? We should be so thankful that we have him on the show. Listen, I, I might you just- You should be thankful. Uh, yeah, I'm just glad it's not, it's not uh, Elliot Tyler because uh, he and I have, have beef, pun intended. So- Whoa. 
on you. It's bad, and you should feel bad. That's what I think of you, sir. All right, all right. Well, I, I guess why you you can you can take it from here. I guess I thought I was going to take over as the host uh, for the week since Bowman's not here. But you know what? It seems like you and uh, Mister Uncle Uncle Daddy uh, have a relationship here. So I, I don't know sure. what what level that goes to this relationship. But uh, it's it's a purely uh, uh, an investigative journalist and a wrestler and so i go to the most interesting subjects that's all it is i just wanted to find out the truth i've been doing a deep dive with these guys for about a month a lot of vip access a lot of bars a lot of limos but again just to see how they live that's all i want to see it's all it's about i don't i don't enjoy it i'm just doing it for the job so uh mr brony uh i gotta ask you you know you, you heard the name beef boy i do want to talk about one of the biggest things that happened in new one in which beef boy again i i love him like a brother but that bell he pulled a little hard and he, and he clocked Fergie. Um, Fergie, had, you know, some people said he had a tantrum. He melted down. I think he was just standing up for himself. Uh, what's your viewpoint on all of that? What do you think of the whole Fergie situation? Everyone's talking about it right now. Well, first of all, I don't know what bell you're referring to. Uh, it was a tug of war, hand tug of war. And then Fergie got hit. You know what? I'm proud of Ferg. Okay. You know, we've whooped on him plenty of times. Round and round we go. Finally. He showed a little backbone and showed what it, he showed a little, uh, a little, a little something extra to that night. He showed he showed everyone what uh, what I like to see out there. You know, I don't know. I'm looking at Ferg. You're looking, looking at, at him. You're looking at Ferg. He looks good. He looks good. I liked it. You know, I liked it. And I don't like Beef Boy, so he ma- he's makes a mockery of the heavyweights. I saw a tweet that Ferg said at him about him disrespecting the the, the heavyweights, and I agree. What Beef Boy was do, doing was disrespectful to the heavyweights. And Ferg uh, sent a little message. I liked it. That's what I think. Well, at least we have something in common. We both don't like Beef Boy, but that's a whole separate conversation. Uh, Mr. Brony, uh, one may question your tactics uh, occasionally in the ring. Um, in fact, I, I think I saw you drinking that night. I'm not sure that that was a, it wasn't a licensed venue, so I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, you and the wise men have been questioned on many occasions for maybe being a little underhanded. And it seems to be that Wyatt gravitates towards that uh, type of, type of uh, person, type of wrestler. Um, you know, I'm not. Underhanded? I'm, oh, I don't know where that accent the wise from, men. <laughs> Never in my life. Have I been so offended at an accusation? And I've been accused of a lot of things. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I, I'm upset. I'm upset. I haven't done a dishonest thing in wrestling in a bit, a solid bit. Okay. And I didn't see anything underhanded, uh, NEW1, that's for sure. We won fair and square. I got, right. I got, I got to say, Mike, that yes. you were even at the event. You're going off of the eyesight of your your father, and I don't know how good yeah. it is or not. And you're saying he saw Mr. Brony drinking something, which I, I assume was an energy drink, and that's totally legal. Maybe I'm drinking. Maybe it's all a ruse to make my opponent think I'm drinking. Ah, maybe, okay. Maybe okay. I'm drinking to make an even bigger ruse. The ruse, you never know. I'm always, we're wise men. We're the Ruseption. wise men. Ruseption. We're always seven steps ahead. If you think we're on plan A, we're on like plan Q. Before you even caught up. Yeah, uh, well, I also have the, the bias, I suppose, of the uh, commentary of that night because I have seen the recorded version, and it certainly seems like you have, you were drinking that night. But that that's okay. That's okay. I'm just I'm I'm a lawful guy, and I just wanted you to be following the rules uh, of heart. the event of the event. It's good for the blood. 
You okay. see, keeps things flowing. I understand. Keeps things I understand. flowing, you know, loose. I'm getting older, you know. You got to get things loose when you get out there. Everyone has their own rituals. Why are you? Uh, why are you hating on me and my my problems? Who no. is this guy? Why? Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, you know, yes, yes, you are our guest. I, I apologize for being been, for being right? uncouth. Look, yeah. Tony, you you know what gotcha journalism is, right? That's what he excels in. He's all about gotcha journalism, except he always forgets the gotcha part. He thinks he's nailed you, but he's just he's got nothing. Thin air. It's what he's. Oh, well, many have tried. <laughs> and I'm I, I'm trying to learn to be an award winning journalist. Uh, like why? No, you don't I'm learn not, it. I'm you not don't learn it. it up. You don't it learn it. It's an God gift. like that. You just it's just born. You're birthed with it. Again, I've I've been you know? I've been called the wise man So yeah, it's just I've got what I call the zhuzh. A zhuzh, see, right? The zhuzh. So I, I picked up from my friend. So I just I that's just, right. Know. I guess I don't even have the zhuzh to be a good podcast host because you guys are just stepping all over me all the time. But that's fine. Whatever. We can move on. Wyatt, go ahead. This is this is called journalism. You can't get your feelings hurt. You just got to get in there, get the story. Like you, you know what? I'm I'm almost embarrassed because you had him. He did drink that night, and you didn't dig hard enough. Um, I was I, just, I was a test for you. Allegedly, allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. You proof still. Sorry, you still need proof, but you should have kept digging. I just okay. We'll we'll learn. We'll learn. Anyways, let's, let's move on to the next topic. Enough of Fergie. Enough of beef. Uh, and you're showing your bias a bit, Mike. I'm a little disappointed. You got some bias clearly with beef, but you got to be objective, like me. So, uh, Tony Brony, as a legend in wrestling, um, mm. uh, you know, one of the wow. best I've ever seen. You've done it all in wrestling um what keeps you going in any w to to the group that you're trying to prove the world and show them that you're the best or is it just inherently you are a wrestler that's what you do like what what drives you in any w at this point i'm here to keep the young guys down i'm to keep my spot at the top uh i'm here to make sure that tag team wrestling is still uh main event action as it should be not a joke with thrown together teams but real tag team wrestling which I, I, you said legend. I don't want, it's not for me to say, you know, in tag team wrestling, but I'm, I'm fairly decorated championships around different places and things, you know, that's what keeps me going. That and the ladies. Look, I've, I've heard from many people, uh, you know, you've been called the Lord of the Pacific Northwest of wrestling. You've been called you the upper class of, of, of Pacific Northwest wrestling. Uh, every day people talk to me saying, you know, Tony, can you give me any tips on how to be a better wrestler? I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, again, it's just, it's something he just knows. Um, and I would say well, you kind of want to learn it. You can go to lionsgatedojo.ca and you can they, sign up, you know, to do yeah, the tryout, hey, throw by up all means. as many have in my tryout. Cause it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. No. But you would say that you, you know, you can train wrestlers and I agree you do a good job with that. But when it comes to the wise men, that's a different level. You always look for a different level. Oh, you, you can't, you can't. Yeah, it's a level. It's something you have inside. Like you said earlier, that extra zhuzh, you know, a little extra chutzpah, a little, uh, you know, twinkle in the eye. Yeah. yeah. If, if ah. you could just tell me, give me just. You know, we know about you, but what about your, your, your friends in the wise men? What do you think about? Give me give some thoughts on Billy Suede, Ill Bill. Give me some thoughts. Billy Suede is, is one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen. He's wrestled all over the world, the Philippines, Australia. He does the sliced bread. Like, come on. He's fast. He's good looking. Beautiful head of hair on him. Have you seen the hair? That is salon quality hair. Uh, he's, he's very decorated in wrestling, too. He's, we've come together because we're both so decorated, and we see what's wrong with the wrestling, and we're wise enough to see it, and we attack it. You know? Yeah. Now, no. uh, you mentioned, sorry, you mentioned the hair and, you know, you, you and, and uh, Travis and Billy and Billy's got some great hair. Travis has some great hair. Uh, ever any hair envy there, uh, 
Tony? Oh, gotcha journalism, what I tell you. Now you listen to me. Oh, I, you listen sorry. To All right. Yeah. Everyone knows that after Cat Power shaved my head in that match many oh, moons ago. I, I didn't mean to bring up anything. My hair ceased to grow. I don't shave my head. This is just what is left. And I've seen holy men and seen doctors and scientists, and I've soaked it in tonics and balms and lotions and what have you, witch doctors and herb herbalists and earth doctors and all the mumbo jumbo, and nothing has happened, okay? And you know it, okay? So you don't gonna bring me out here, parade me around like I'm some sideshow freak trying to embarrass me when I am Uncle Daddy, Dad, Wyatt, calm me down, calm me down. You look, 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 you didn't, okay, look, he tried to get you, don't let him get, you're better than him. I, you're better I, than just, him. I was just trying to ask the tough questions. I'm look, sorry. Look, that's, I, he's got your journalism. He's he's just trying to get you riled up so then he can he can make this I'm right, viral. I'm upset. I'm know, upset. Take a, take a drink of your wa water, water, and just relax. Uh, you know, maybe we can sit here, we can ask Mike about one of the most embarrassing things in his life. Apparently that's what he likes to do, so... <laughs> That's you know TMZ. Yeah, is that yeah, where we you are? Know what? You know like what? That's... How's your last prostate exam? Hmm? Why don't we yeah. talk about that? Hmm? Yeah. I ain't old enough for that shit. Sorry. Now he's even <laughs> being careful. He's not even being careful. It's never too old. Look <laughs> at him being laughing in the face of medicine. I just don't even know what to do with this guy. Sometimes I apologize, Tony. Let's get him back on track. Let's just sorry. But, sorry, but that sorry. Aside, he just he just brushed his hand through his hair. He's taught Mike. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Oh, sorry, sorry. Back on track. Sorry. Yeah. Bowman would be embarrassed by what you're doing right now. Yeah, don't, well, don't do that. Okay. He's there for the bald guys too. So he, he's throwing everyone on the. I don't even know what's <laughs> happening now. We got to take a breather, everyone. Mike Paris in the corner. Back to Uncle Daddy. We didn't talk about the last member of your tribe. You're not your tribe of of, of your group. Uh, Travis Williams, the Golden Boy. What are your thoughts on this young kid? Good <laughs> man. Excuse me. Come back to us. Come back to us. It's okay. No, it's Travis. Okay. Travis is uh is uh just is the is the next. He is he is he is what's happening next with wrestling. I mean, there's a reason why he's the single guy, you know, killing it all over the place. Travis, he's he's my baby boy, you know. He's grabbed him his tenth match. His tenth match was my as my tag partner in a ladder match. Who's done that? Besides the golden boy, Travis Williams. Nobody. Nobody done done it. Okay. Beside him. Mike, anything you want to embarrass Mr. Brony with? Are you uh, done? No, you your no. I'm a, I'm a big Travis guy. I, I like Travis's work. Good. So, uh, Good. And yeah. yes, his hair is lovely. I love what he's done with the with the mop. Uh, post panty, you know? That's where we are. We're post panty, right? Yeah. No, we are. That's what this era will be referred to as? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I like it. Yes. I like it. Mm. Now, is it true that Billy Suede gave Travis Williams some hair tips? Oh, for sure. Billy Suede will give you hair tips if you can afford it. Oh, very fair. Very okay. Fair. Okay. Uh, now, Mr. Brony, we've got a card coming up, NEW2, at the convention center. Uh, they finally found a stage big enough for the wise men. Really you know, big shoe. Really big, really big shoe. shoe. You're going to come in really there. Big shoe. Um, there's a couple cards on the Saturday show and the Sunday show. Mike, do you did you do your job and investigate that? Did you at least get the cards for us? I bet he didn't. I bet he didn't. I bet he didn't. I think Sloppy did. journalism. Right? Hack. Okay. Well, I know that well. Tony himself is lined up to potentially be 
the inaugural champion, tag team champion of NEW. So why don't we start there? Let's start there. Do you know who's in the match, Paris? Like, did you did you do that for us? Uh, yeah. Do you need to phone Clive to get the information again? Is that <laughs> what we're doing my now? My father into this, okay? He's the one who's he's better than you at this job. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> who's in the match? The Varos twins. Oh, Jesus. I mean, the, the odds are they would twins. be. I don't think even. But what are your thoughts on the Voros twins? He's throwing the names out of the twins. The Voros twins. Hey, follow me on Twitter. We've seen TikTok, right? We've seen TikTok. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. So it's no secret that they're world class buffoons, right? We can agree. Not we'll a lot agree. going on between their ears. You know, in fact, one might say the only time the Voros twins have anything on their minds is when they're wearing a hat. That's that's a little Norm Macdonald there. I like that. See, look at that. Paying respect to a legend. To a tribute. Mike, a tribute. You could do the He's same the thing, right? Like, I just, just, you could learn a lot from what's going on, Rebels. Mike. You're looking down. You're not even looking at the camera. Get involved. What are you doing? Are you here? Are you even here mentally? I don't even know. <laughs> Is this what happens normally? Am I just, I just don't. You just don't notice it. It's yeah, normally, I'm just paying attention to myself because I'm the star. But like, what are you You're doing? You're off right eating now? chicken wings and uh, watching yeah, BG's the wise music videos. Teach me stuff. They teach me about wrestling and I learn from them. You should be doing the same. Take this opportunity to learn from the best i will tell you who's in the match because i did my job and i'm good at it it is reloaded versus stater murchie versus the voros twins versus the wiseman what about reloaded those kids they've caused a lot of ruckus in the pacific northwest what do you think about those two they're fast they're quick are you a little worried about those guys in their youth i'm worried about the look at uh, two of them is the size of one of me what are we afraid of here come on we've we're, we've wrestled them before. You know, they might have beat us a couple times. We beat them a couple times. We're, the wise men are locked and loaded, ready to go post panne I tell you what. And after we're done, they're not going to be the reloaded. They're going to be the rejected. They're going to be the reused. And they're going to be the refused because they're not winning the belts. Nah. Ah. Last ah. team in that, as you got your hand there. State of emergency has Sebastian Wolf, who is on a bit of a tear, a muscled, strong guy. And Miles DeVille coming back with lessons from Mexico, Mexico, as we say. What do you think about this team that not many people know a whole lot about? Well, because they haven't uh, wrestled as a tag team in, uh, in an NEW or wherever. Actually, I haven't seen them as a team anywhere in my travels. So the only uh, emergency that's going to be in that state is in uh, them fellas' trousers when they realize they've stepped into the big leagues, boys. Mm-hmm. Oh, go. Mike, are you are you Mike? Are you here with us? Is there something more important pressing on the phone right now? I just need to know. Are you are you kids these days? This? I, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. All I had on my list was just that it was a four way TLC match for the tag team titles. Now, is it still a TLC match? It is not insurance policy. Insurance, uh, oh. unfortunately, uh, the Wiseman's insurance uh, costs were too high. The level high. of danger that Tony Brony brings in the ladder match. If you paid attention to my career, I've had uh, many. Uh, ladder matches i think somewhere in the mid mid to low teens and my record is damn good and i you know i heard i heard is insurance i'm calling bs they're too afraid they're too, too afraid. afraid them okay. whoever well, they is i've done some journalism and it's not just from my research that i was just doing on my phone uh it sounds like there were some complaints from some of the talents that they might get hurt um uh, if they were drunk maybe so i just thought that maybe that was you but this is cowards 
Do you want to bring up the time that he lost Artemis Spencer when a ladder was involved? Is that what you want to do next? Is that what you're doing? Throw my friend under the I mean, my 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 friend under the bus. Is that he's what gonna bring hell? it up? <laughs> I didn't bring that up. He was bringing it up. He was writing it down. I'm just getting. I'm trying to gotcha the gotcha guy. That's all I'm doing. Okay. You you clearly deserve to win that. again. When there is it, tables, ladders, and chairs involved, there is a there is a gentleman's agreement to use no more than four chairs in a pile. Artemis Spencer used ten. That's true. That is garbage. He That's, landed uh, on you on ten chairs. Man. That was beyond the pale. So it's in poor taste, really. Right. Right. It's, so I mean, shabby, shabby sportsmanship. And you know, I'm all about sportsmanship. Yeah, exactly. So not cool, Artemis. I see behind that smile. That's all I'm saying. Uh, now, Mr. Baroni, let's run down the card pretty quickly here for the first one. What do you think? We got a match on there. We've got a bit of a, a, a beef match here. Beef Boy versus Fergie. What do you think? Who's going to take that match? Oh, come on now. For if 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 old Fergarino shows the same uh, same mustard on his shots that he uh, when he beat down the old Beefarino, I think it's going to be a quick five minutes of just pain. Going to have uh, pounded beef at the end of that. Little uh, Elliot Tyler ET. Is gonna phone home and get out of there. Yeah. Ha. What do you think of that? Again, I think you're correct. Now, this is one that I'm sure Mike Paris is excited about. We got the women's division uh, in the spotlight with Rhea Von Slasher, veteran of the Biz, versus Laza Hall, also coming back from Mexico, and Sloan, an imposing finger, uh, figure. What do you think of these three? What do you think is gonna happen? Well, uh, <clears throat> between us, fellas, and hopefully no one else hears this, but. Uh, my record against the ladies isn't great. And I'm pretty sure I've lost to all three of them. But that's just between us. You know, don't, don't put that on the show. We'll edit it out. Um, but I've definitely lost to Rhea Von Slasher the most. So I'm going to say she wins that one. Yeah. But uh, that's not why I think she's going to win. Yeah. Okay. We'll edit it. We'll, we'll make it work. Perfect. Ravenous Randy versus Bishop. We saw Brish, uh, Bishop lose a shocker to Sharif. Uh, do you th- we're seeing a bit of the old Bishop there. He's coming with a bit of a different attitude. Do you think he's going to come back and, and storm back and, and takes one? Or is Ravenous Randy, who's, he's a wily veteran himself. What do you think is going to happen there? That's a very intriguing matchup, uh, Wyatt. Ah, hmm. You know, I've tangled with them both. And uh, yeah, well, Ravenous Randy's wild card. He's a wild man. There's wild things out there, but Bishop, if he uh, brings back that old, that old, the old angry Bish, I, th- I think he gets it done. I think he gets it done. Uh, you know, I think the Sharif is the speed. He's quick. He got him, and that's not going to happen to me in the NEW two. But uh, yeah, I'd say Bish. We'll go Bish on that one's my pick. That's it. Ah. Question now on the artistic side of things, um, and you enjoy the finer things in life. Entrances. Ravis Randy is well known for them. Bishop too has had some great entrances. Who do you think is going to have the better entrance at this show? Hmm. Well, I'm a fan of Miss Kiss. She's a lovely lady. So if Randy has the uh, the lovely Miss Kiss uh, serenading him down down the down the runway, I they'll have a better entrance. Okay. We'll give him. He gets that one. He gets that one. You know, he's still pandering and meandering to the fans, which I find repulsive. But uh, you know, she's a lovely lady and. Uh, Quite a voice on that lady. I like, I know I don't want to, wouldn't hate on an artist like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Ah. Now, uh, again, I see Mike Paris almost, you know, frothing at the mouth when you said the word ramp. I know he's going to ask you about the time you were in a wheelchair and thrown down a ramp. Mike, don't do it, okay? I, I uh, Listen, I just, there are some triggering words that we're using here that just bring up some of uh, uh, the Uncle Daddy's uh, best performances. And that, that just came to mind. And I, 
you're right why I was going to bring it up, but but I shouldn't, right? We don't want to dive into the past too much. We should be thinking about the future and, and the tag team championships and all those kind of things. Uh, I assume that's what Mr. Baroni would like. You, anyway. know, you, you like bringing up uh, so memories. I haven't met my dad before. You want to talk about that too? Hmm? You know I, he did, Mike. Mm-hmm. Mike, come on, man. You're well, lowbrow. Like, lowbrow. What is this? Well, my dad's been brought up a lot today, so I, I as thought... a gentleman, as as the, the the shining standard of the show, I'm paying due respect to Clive. I don't know how that's the same in your head. I, I just like like I said, these things make me think of other things, and I go down this this train of thought, and I end up thinking about how how Tony Brony's never met his father. That's just how I ended up. But oh man, he brought up again. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jeez, but guys, I'm trying, I'm trying here. Okay, I'm trying to just, keep up. Okay, let's just move on. Now we've got another four-way match. We've got Evan Rivers, Eli Surge, Coco Flash, and the man with undoubtedly, uh, no offense, but the best entrance music in the Pacific Northwest, Eddie Osborne. What do you expect from that match? Oh, I think Haas eats everybody. Eddie's, you know, wrestling personified. Come on. It's going to be quick. Eddie's a great man. Huge man. Is he a judge? Yeah, he's good, but he's got his own different judge, you know. Like we could be friends. Uh, I've been up late with the man, you know. But uh, I don't know if it's you you're, know, you're at different ends of the bar, but you give different ends respects. of the bar. But we'll meet halfway from time to time, you know. Maybe he comes up, I go down. Who knows? You know, we all end up in weird places on a Saturday night. Don't tell me about last Saturday. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nicole Matthews versus the versus I'm um, sound like my parents now versus Judas Icarus. Ooh, you know, I got to give it to, uh, to Judy. He's been on a tear and he did just, uh, I don't want to say it out loud. He did beat, you know, three, six, five happened and there's a new champion. So, and you know, I got to give it to Icky. He's been, uh, but you know what really is it? I'm the, the no knee pads, the no shoes. I find it to be a uh, uh, just uh, flagrant disregard for safety and uh, a hazard for Reckless. everybody. And uh, you know, this is also unsanitary on the mat. Those dirty ass feet walking all in there. So you know, even though he's disgusting, I say Judy, sticky icky whoop whoop. Ha! Yeah, yeah. Mike, any other childhood trauma you you'd like to bring up to Mister Brony? Uh, no, I, I think I'm okay right now. I, I was going to bring up that. Uh, Travis lost the belt. I you got to hit you. That That's what I was insinuating. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess because if you guys were there, maybe he would have been able to, if the wise men yes, had been able to we were there, be there to have... support him emotionally. Yes. And... We would have done some underhanded, dirty, wait a minute. See what he's doing? See what he's doing? Uh, uh, I see what uh, you're doing. I, I might say, gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, right? see, he's doing uh, gotcha again. Uh, not this time. My right, the buddy? tights there. Oof. Come on. Come on, Paris. Uh, I don't know couple more matches from this card uh we've got again a man you know very well el phantasmo making his debut in new and yes al phantasmo al phantasmo al phantasmo alan phantasmo that's his name yeah that is al phantasmo. it's always wrong on the poster they always get it. it's, it's autocorrect it's autocorrect he's not spanish alan i was saying al phantasmo al p right yeah. yeah everyone's got it wrong al Phantasmo. Al, so Al P taking on Al P. Daniel yeah. McCobby. It just doesn't look as good on a T-shirt. Oh, it doesn't. No, it sells. They it make sense. it an E. But add, you know, little fact. That's my journalism for you guys. Again, Those are the scoops that you guys can't get because I'm in the locker room and we don't let you guys in there. 
Hey, you, you let me peer from around the corner once in a while. That's, that's not bad. Okay. Get me in. <clears throat> shut up. <clears throat> the hell is wrong with you, boy? I uh, timestamp that, please. Uh, timestamp will edit. Thank you. Um, okay, so uh, what do you think? Who do you think is going to take uh, Al P versus Danny McCauley? Who wins that? Two different, completely different styles, but two very good at what they do. That is the most different styles I think you could possibly possibly do. Can can Macabre keep El Fantasmo down? Can probably. Can Al Allen uh, outspeed Daniel Macabre? Most definitely. So you know what? Uh, this one's a coin toss, boys. This one, the, the internet, all them, all the t- people in Twitter, I see them like retweeting, it's a retweeting when it's the circle thing. And the, about Macabre and Allen going at it. Um, uh, 50-50, my man. I don't know. I can't call this winner. It's exciting. It's very exciting. I know that the internet wrestling nerds are like just oozing with excitement. And uh, yes, 50-50. I, I will go with Alan Partridge for this one. I think he's going to pull it off. Yes. Last match in the card. Again, this, this affects you as well because, you, you know, Travis Looms, he's your boy. He's my boy. But I'm worried about what, what's going to be left of him because he's facing a walking weapon, uh, Josh Alexander. I mean, it's a great matchup, and I think he can shock the world. But what do you think is going to happen in that one? Uh, uh, Travis, come on, the golden boy. He's ready. He's been training hard. He's in the dojo. He listens to what me and Billy have to say. We'll be out there in his corner calling, you know, calling, coaching, guiding. We're the coaches. This is what we're doing. It's what we're here for, what he pays us for. We're his trainers, his coaches, his friends, his compadres. We're going to make sure that Travis Williams leaves. Number one. Ha. Yeah. Okay, so we've got another card to break down quickly. Again, Mike Paris, I'm going to let you get the gotchas out of your system. Are you still? Oof. Have you been researching on your phone? Anything you found on Reddit about Uncle Daddy that you can throw in his face? Uh, nothing. Nothing new. Nothing that we haven't talked about already. Um, See, he's, he feels bad. There are knows, there are reports from from uh, uh, women, but I, I'm not even. I'm not going to hey, touch hey, on whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, sorry, I'm not going to touch on that. Whoa, I'm not going to touch on that. I'm not going to touch on that. Reddit, God. wrong era. Can't, you can't even <laughs> joke about that anymore, man. You, you, me? Canceled. <laughs> you just got me canceled. There's nothing there. You're just being a smart ass. Why? It was Everyone a funny was. game to do no, now. Yeah, I, re- I read the name wrong. Sorry. Sorry. I read the name wrong. It, it's uh, a, diff- a different Anthony. Agent. No, there's a, there's one other Tony Baroni, and he's a real estate agent in Florida. And I hear he's quite that, the Okay. That, do you know what? That's that probably must him. be him. That's him. Sorry, yeah. bro. Yeah. You know, you're right. Yeah. It was on Reddit slash real estate. So that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Good God, man. You always ruined a career here. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I can ruin myself. Thank you very much. I don't need you helping me. What, Next, what did you invite me to? I, what look, is this? I, you know, I thought it would be a better show without Bowman, but I got to admit, I think Bowman keeps things in line. I think Paris has gotten the power's gone to his head. Yeah. That's didn't true. bother researching. He just came on. He's just trying to do gotcha journalism. He's, he's literally researching as we speak, which is just so bizarre to me. And he's going to Reddit real estate, which again, weird move. I just, I just searched it. the name. I just searched the name and I just read what came up. Like, sorry, Reddit can be a dark place sometimes. I, I just, I'm sorry. My apologies also to Tony Baroni of, of uh, uh, Remax, Florida. Um, he, yeah, I, I shouldn't have thrown him under the bus either. But yeah. this, is, this is all move on. Let's get to the card. We've been trying to get to the second card for five minutes now until Paris just put us off track. Second card here. We're going back to Daniel Maccabe versus Miles DeVille. Baroni, what are your thoughts? Well, I think after the uh, whooping, the wise men are going to lay down in that night match the night before. There's not even much left. 
of uh, Miles Deville. Uh, but then again, you know, who knows what kind of damage Maccabi's gonna have after uh, him and Allen Phantasma tussle. So, uh, ooh, you know, let's go. Let's. Uh, I like a nice gamble. Let's go on the underdog of Miles Deville. Sure, sure, that sounds good. He's wow. He's been training hard in Mexico. Actually, in Mexico, Allen. Oh. Wow. I'm not getting in the middle of that one. I was, I'm torn on that one because I like both you guys. <laughs> I can't, I can't do. I'm, I'm he a, knows, he knows, he knows. We've been tag partners. You saw we're we're one that one time we were what we were Wise Club or something. That's true. The Wise Club. You were at Christmas. That happened one time. Presents. Stable. It's it still counts. Okay. He fair. knows. I he knows. He knows. He's from New Mexico. I saw the shirt. Okay. New Mexico, somewhere. Truth and consequences. Maybe. I'm pretty sure that's where it was. Mm. Next matchup. And again, you've talked about your your dislike of tag teams that are kind of like laissez-faire, kind of there. Not really. They just want to be cool and try and get in the card with being a tag team. We've got Judas Icarus and Beef Boy teaming up against the Voros Twins. And I know they've tagged before in other organizations, but it's not a, you know, they don't do it enough for it to count, in my opinion. Who do you think takes that one? Ooh. I mean, if the Voros do what they're good at with the twin magic and the confusing and the, oh, look at us, we can't open cereal and and uh, you know whatever else, whatever else that they do, I think uh, they can. Their, their their tomfoolery is confusing. It quite is. And you know you can't. Most people can't tell them apart. I can, but most people can't. So I think they confuse Beef Boy and uh, they spin him and Nikki around like tops, and they uh, they score the W with the with the chicanery and the tomfoolery and the switching and the look at us, we're doing our hair, you know, yo. Makes me sick. <laughs> I, I thought they were here for a second. That yo was spot on. Yeah, spot perfect. On. Uh, perfect. I can't believe I just said them. I feel dirty. But next let's matchup. move on. Yeah, next matchup. Let's put the voice behind us. Uh, I'm sure they're talking about Divinky somewhere. Next matchup, Malik Mello versus Evan Rivers. Uh, a lot of meat in that match. Who do you think takes it? Well, considering Evan Rivers lost the match for us on Saturday night at Trios, Trios, Trios out of the Waldorf. That's, you know what, uh, I think uh, I think Malik Mello puts a whooping on him. He's a hungry young lad, up and comer, you know, coming in hot, cub first couple matches, I think maybe uh, he's gotten, uh, you know, he wrestled Artie, and, uh, you know, it's good learning to get beat up by Artie. Now, Lord knows I've learned a lot by getting beat up by Artie. But, uh, ha, yeah, Malik, that's my pick. Next matchup is a baseball enthusiast, the Big Hurt, taking on Bishop. I think the big hurt's going to get her real bad, if you know what I'm saying. Because uh, no matter what happens in the match the night before, Bish is going to take it out on uh, take it out on old big hurt. Because uh, Bish, uh, sore loser, but uh, not really well known. Very sore winner. So if he wins, he's going to take that out on big hurt. Either way, I smell a whooping. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. I mean, it seems dangerous. I don't even know what I'm saying to you guys. No, you're nailed. Again, you're nailed. You've done more. You've made more sense than, than Paris. And you've been a better journalist in Paris, so you're at least second right now, which is fine. You can't well, beat me right now. Something. Well, right. this is what you do. Yeah, right. Again, I'm not going to get in the ring and beat you. So it's just we're yeah, both exactly. good at what we do. Yes. Right? See, See the yes. respect both we show. Paris? Two guys. Sorry, yeah. being good. Yeah, at what we do. Yeah, right. And right. then there's this guy staring at the window through us, and it's just just. You just say that for himself. Yeah, Selfish, yeah, yeah. Really. Yeah, you see okay. it, right? I didn't. I didn't it. say it. He saw it. Three more matches left. We got Sebastian Wolf versus Parm Singh Man. Eesh. 
That's, uh, you know, if someone, uh, if a miracle to happen and someone were to bet on Parm winning, you know, dollar would probably get you a million bucks because those odds are steep. I'm saying Sebastian Wolf probably eats his head for the submission. How about that? Wow. Head uh, removal. Head removal. Full de Mortal Kombat, full decapitation fatality. Well, I'll put money on that. That'll probably, that's a good prop bet. Yeah. Maybe you can like, remember when Johnny Cage punched foreheads? It'd be like that. Just keeps punching it. That could happen in wrestling. I, I know. Look, I, I see Paris here. I know what he's trying to ask you. He's going to ask you, would you ever bet on that match and then interfere with it to get the oh, payout? Look what he's absolutely. doing. Absolutely. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's money in the bank. Yeah. Come on now. I like a sure thing. Next matchup, Eli Surge versus Eliza Hall. Ooh. Well, you know, I pay attention to the to the interweb and uh, the, the Instagrammings. And Eliza Hall's down in Mexico, too, training. And I've seen video footage of her. She's really stepped up her strikes and uh, seems to be grinding real good, real hard, working hard, beating up dudes. Uh, Eli Surge, I think he's too distracted by Sasquatch and Yeti and, uh, and Nessie. Um, I mean, he's on to something. You know, he's, he's got it figured out. I believe I'm a believer, uh, but I think he's too distracted. And uh, Eliza Hall's coming back hungry and ready to whoop some ace. Mm-hmm. So Eliza Hall is what I'm saying to you now. Last match in the card here. There's we've a lot of matches. A lot of matches. We've got so much excitement and entertainment. It's a whole weekend of action. That is. Fergie taking on a guy that I have personal issue with because he just makes a lot of bad puns. It makes me upset. I don't like his level of comedy. Gorilla, Suge, who do you think wins that match? Wow. Ooh, that's a lot. It's a big boys, but you're right. His comedy is shabby. And uh, he goes back to the same joke too many times, as we've seen. Right, right. Too many times. Um, again, if that mean streak is still if Fergie's showing that mean streak, I don't, I don't see a lot of people beating Ferg if he's, if he's that mad, if he's, if he's so mad that he'll throw around a child like that. Imagine what he'll do when he gets his hand on a grown man. Yeah, think about it. Scary stuff. Now, as for the whole weekend itself, if you were to tell us what a new fan or just people coming back to watch the Wiseman in action. What, the, what, what should they be expecting out of you guys this, on that weekend? Expect the unexpected. Expect the wise men to be the smartest out there, the best prepared, well prepared, 10 plans, 12 contingency plans, and we're better than ever. I've, I've bulked up significantly over the uh, panty. I can move just as well. These little scrawns are going to get run over. Billy Suede also put on some LBLs and pounds of muscle horsepower. We're ready to get it on to win another tag team championship. And uh, it's going to be a very pretty day for the wise men. Uh, Mike Paris, is there anything yes, you would like to say to Mr. Baroni that is not insulting? Ah, well, anything. I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess I like the wise men's chances uh, at NEW2 because, um, yeah, I know you guys can make things happen so to speak uh see so the context he threw in there see that, I, see that i'm just saying doing? i'm just I, I they have a reputation preceding them i'm just giving it credit so to speak if and, we're these big cheaters 
when we get caught all the time, hmm? Listen, we I not be have how many championships do we have? I don't even know. I'm asking you to look because you're the reporter. I've won so many, I've forgotten. There are so many tag. If we're these big cheaters, how come we've been so semi-successful in the Pacific Northwest? Hmm? Answer, riddle me that question, master. Yeah, I, I've I've seen the 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 officiating at NEW. They, I mean, they let Evan Rivers uh, fight on on number three road for half an hour without getting cut, you know counted out at any point. Like I'm just saying, they're, they're not paying attention. Buries the officials. He's burying everyone. Like I'm you said, they, they the might officials. not be paying attention wow. to what, what kind of things are you, might you have. saying? So are you saying that I am taking advantage of the poor intelligence? Of the referees to get what I want—that's a bull. I'm saying you have sir. you have your tactics. You have your tactics, and I personally uh, think they will bring you success at NEW two. That and that's the reply is beige in color. You know that that's what that is. It is a whitewash. Is the most plain scared reply I've ever heard. Yeah, you, you are like, a shabby journalist, sir. Go, go at him, Shame Mike. Shame on you. Go at him. Say what you really think. You've, you've, you've I, flirted with it. Listen, okay, fine, fine, fine. Yeah. I think you guys are uh, unpleasant individuals. I'll use kind words there. Just say that. I think you are um, underhanded. Uh, I think you find ways to win. And I, I just, I'm a guy who appreciates the rules in life and the rules of professional wrestling and i do respect the officiating of new were they to be you know maybe they need some development on their skills to be able to be a little bit more observant to what's happening but you know ultimately i think you take advantage of that uh and it is uh at the detriment of your fellow competitors and i just don't think that's always fair and i'm just putting everything out on front street uh, you know, I don't need to, to be in it to get heat, so to speak, uh, with uh, another professional wrestler. But uh, here we are. Fine. I'll just leave it out there. Well, flattery is a great way to get in my good books, Mike. So that is a nice step in the right direction. OK, thank you very much. Someone's paying attention a little bit. I'll give you that, sir. Yeah, we're expecting that, were you? <laughs> I'm always so, prepared. He's always prepared. You're always 10 steps ahead of us. We, we, you told us ahead of time. We still don't Plan listen. Plan Q. Plan right. Q came through. So, uh, Mr. Brony, thank you so much for being on with us. We hope to have you on in the future. I will talk to Mike. Uh, you know, I'm sorry about his behavior today. We'll, we'll, we'll clean up a little bit. And hopefully next time Bowman can be on and he'll kind of keep it a bit down the middle. So, again, thank you, Mr. Brony. Any final words for uh, the NEW audience before you, you take off to, I'm sure, a club opening somewhere? Yes, I've had a terrible time, and uh, this is some of the worst journalism I've ever seen. Uh, not from you, Wyatt. Thank you. I was um, worried. And you know what? If Bowman was here, I would say some horrible things to him, too. But I never see anything behind anyone's back, only to their face. Mike Paris. Yes, sir. You stink. Wow. Good day, sir. Jeez, Louise. All right. I mean, you, you earned that a little bit, right? A little bit. All right, awesome. We'll cut it there. <laughs> that was good. That was a lot of fun. That's perfect. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> Nation Extreme Wrestling. Hey, how, how would I actually record what we're doing? <laughs> Fuck. Well, because I'm I'm recording the like it, on my end. Are you? Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. Like I was just like okay. just in case. Might as well, right? Yeah, that's good. Good thing. Okay, we'll start okay. over again. <laughs> <clears throat> mm.
well, okay. I guess thanks to uh, to Tony Baroni, Uncle Daddy, What's whatever you want to call him. No guessing. Just thank him. Just thank the man I'm, for coming on the show. Okay. I just, I felt, I felt a little awkward. That's all. A little bit of tension. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be, to be respectful, but at the same time, be honest, you know? So I, you, you, you're gunning down refs, you're gunning down Brony, you're gunning down beef. I just think the problem might be you, Mr. Paris. Okay. Sometimes I wonder if it's you that caught Like, do you like drama? Is that your thing? Are you a drama guy? You need that drama? I took drama in high school. Does that well, count? That so does. I mean, that's a clear indicator that that's your thing. So that's fine. I just, I just, now that I know what you're like, I can better prepare for our future guests. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair warn enough. them. Thank you. Warn them that I'm going to bring up their childhood. <laughs> yeah. The childhood trauma. If you got something bad in your past, this guy's going to bring it up, which, you know, yeah, gotcha. Well, gotcha. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, move on to our uh, typical kind of segments that we run here on Wrestle Nation. Let's head on to the wide world of wrestling. So, of course, huge week uh, for AEW um, with a couple of gigantic weekly shows. Um, and then somewhere in the mix, WWE had a pay-per-view. I'm not sure what exactly happened there, uh, but we can talk about it all encompassing uh, some of the best ratings that AEW has had on television. And I can't blame them. Like, this is... I don't know about you, Wyatt, but uh, Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega was maybe one of the best televised wrestling matches, cable television, as opposed to pay-per-view matches I have maybe ever seen. Um, certainly rated and well-regarded as five stars, so to speak, across the wrestling world. I know you had a, had a, a tweet about it, preaching its wonderfulness, but maybe tell us a little bit more. Yeah, I think it's almost a perfect thing to have that match up. And then not that it was a TV match, but Extreme Rules and how Roman Reigns and Finn Balor match ended in which that ended with some chicanery and it was just, it did not come across well and everyone was upset. Well, AW, it goes to a count now, a timeout and run out of time. But like, you're kind of like, oh, but like in an inception way into the movie, like, oh, darn, but you, you know, there's gonna be more. And that's kind of, I think the trust factor AW has where, we're willing to listen to what they're going to do. We're not viewing that as like a cheap way to No, It makes sense. These two are so good. They couldn't get it done in 30 minutes. And it was just like, now you want more. We all want, like, it was almost a perfect match because it like built slowly, hit a crescendo, but didn't go all out. Like we know they've got more to give. Like it's, it's kind of what I think what we all wanted when back in the day, when AJ style was going to take on Shinsuke, that's kind of what mm, we were thinking was going to happen. Yeah. Right. Like those guys, we saw what they could do in Japan. They're going to tear down everything but it got very WWE style and it was like, yeah. whatever. And this felt very much like, Hey, these two wrestlers know what they're doing. Let them do it. And now it will be one of the most talked about TV matches of all time. And it's just, it, it it's weird. Cause it feel it felt like when I was watching WWE that I like, I was the crazy person and that you, I'm sure felt the same way. A lot of people are like, no, yeah. it, it can be better. Like this doesn't have to be the way it is. And people will be like, Oh, just calm down. You're such haters. It's fine. Et cetera. And people were like, just like accepting it. And like, we're all kind of like, no, no. So you felt like a crazy person. Like, no, this can, this isn't wrestling. It could be so much better. AW comes along that match was almost like not that I I, I was obviously loving what they're doing before then but like after that match I was like no like I felt so like the crowd was so and that was the hottest crowd I've seen in so long yeah you and me yeah. were talking about attacks like it just felt like all the people that have been told they were crazy for years were like no 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 we were right this is wrestling and so that matchup 
I loved it. I love everything about it. And it's just, it feels so, again, I haven't been excited to tune into a, a match live in so long, but I was there right away to watch it. And that's, a, you know, a great compliment to what AEW is doing. Yeah, we've been uh, ostensibly gaslit by Vince McMahon for the last 20 odd years saying this is what televised wrestling is. This is what to expect. This is how a match goes. This is what gets people over. This is what the crowd likes. And to have two uh, wrestlers who've made their ways in the independent circuits, and, and that's another thing too, being gaslit into thinking that independent wrestling, the PWGs of the world, uh, the Defies of the world, the NEWs of the world uh, can't perform to a televised audience crowd and get ratings, um, especially without really, they haven't had an ongoing story for six months. Like any big match like this, WWE would want the better part of a year building up to WrestleMania to make it happen. These guys had two weeks to build, to build this story and they put on 30 minutes of amazing wrestling. It didn't need a ton of story going into it. It didn't need anything other than hard hitting, good indie quote unquote style wrestling. Um, and to go to a time limit draw. And we talked about it last week, but like what's going to be the, the finish that keeps us wanting more. And the time limit draw is exactly what the right answer for that was. These guys can go for an hour and will go for an hour if they let them. And now they probably will let them. Um, and it's going to be hot because this, like you say, was one of the best wrestling matches uh, yeah, I've, I've maybe ever seen. Honestly, it was, it was flawless in its execution. So, and it, it, did it open the show? No, it opened, it, it opened the show. Yeah, like yeah, that's it did, yeah, yeah. They knew right away. That's what everyone was tuning in for. Get those rating spikes. I love it. Right, right. Um, it's, it's just amazing. Their different take yeah. on how televised wrestling can work, and you know, I feel like sometimes we just toot the horn of AEW, but I think specifically this week, and you brought it up already, when you juxtapose Extreme Rules uh, to the shows that AEW put on this week, it's it's a stark example of what what the differences are and what's working in the wide world of wrestling and what's not and the the Finn Balor Roman Reigns match like i'm not even quite sure i still understand what happened there <laughs> explain it to me why what explain to the layman what happened it, it's is funny like, like at one point during the match the the demon heartbeat started <laughs> beating in and that part is fine i think like if, if there is some level of the, the uh, theater dressing i'm okay with it but it comes down to trust in the company that's doing it because we've seen it go real bad like the bugs on the mat with orton like it, they just never do it the way that kind of like is in the spirit that i would like it to do but like in this match look you know finn balor almost has it won and then the top rope just breaks yeah as, as it does uh you know which again it makes it i'm sure it makes a great gift and a great video uh and it's a fun little youtube moment for w to talk about oh look at that and maybe down the line we'll laugh about that much like when big show's father was dragged around in a casket big boss man like there are times that we can laugh about it later but in the moment it was like you've just had aw put on one of the most talked about matches in forever and we know it's like everyone's like well now there's competition now vince has got to step his game up just like the old days and that was their response and you're kind of like oh oh okay and it's just kind of confusing yeah sure enough maybe there's some people are going like hey you're not you know giving them credit like you're you'd excuse uh aw doing certain things and but again uh that does come down to like aw at least is going the right direction whereas it's like is go the other direction so i'm more prone to tell them hey you're going the wrong way where at least aw is going the right direction i'm gonna let them see where they go so it was again the 
I think WDB is in a weird spot in that, yeah, the pressure's on them to do things uh, differently. And if they do rely on their old kind of tricks, they aren't, they aren't going to get the benefit of the doubt because now it's not that it's not the silent majority out there just quietly saying no one believes them. No, there's a there's like a very visible there's the, the demographics, the ratings war, like everything's pointing out that people are liking what AEW is doing. So there's visible proof that people like that direction and, and the love of wrestling out there. And so the more Vince does the Vince stuff, it's like, you know, we always talked about for the last final 15 years, like, is Vince out of touch? I feel like he's out of touch. And we hear all these stories and who knows how many of them are true, but you always hear the stories of him, you know, changing the script at the last minute, deciding to go different directions last minute, like not liking a guy randomly, like the guy will come up with all the momentum in the world and Vince all of a sudden doesn't like him and et cetera, et cetera. And it's just, again, I'm not saying that won't happen to AEW. I'm sure that does happen in wrestling where some guy, it just happens. But with Vince, it just felt like so much of it, so much of the, of the, the craziness that, Again, I just can't believe the response was, hey, they just put on this all-time world classic wrestling. How about the top rope just breaks randomly in the Roman Yeah, it, it's astonishing. <laughs> and, and I think I think Bowman, maybe it was uh, not during recording, but he touched on the kind of usage of the demon uh, character. And maybe, maybe they just don't know what to do with the demon. Uh, well, they obviously don't know what to do with the demon character, but maybe this was a, we need to make him look strong. So let's have this, this weird ending where he doesn't lose naturally uh if you will but i i don't know it just seems like such an odd choice and and when you have a few days you have nearly an entire week to think about what your competition has done and think about what people loved so much about what your competition has done and then choose to go in this direction it it makes me wonder a few things and first and foremost when vince talks about AEW not being the competition are they trying to be more of a family friendly product are they trying to lean more that way I don't really know what their goal is here and honestly it might be interesting come their next uh, shareholders meeting because I, I haven't looked at their stock recently but I can't imagine it's doing well to really find out what the vision is moving forward because if I was a shareholder I would be curious yeah, and I, I think it's hard not to get into like psychology 101 in these circumstances, trying to figure out the motivations. And you wonder, is it like stubbornness that Vince doesn't want to like change it up and be like, well, that would prove AEW is right, that people want that. Like, does Vince want to prove that his way is still the best way that they can still make it work? And, you know, they're a machine. They're going to make money for a long time, regardless. Yep. It was take a while yep. for them to shut down that the merch, then this is recognizable. You know, some people aren't as tied in the wrestling scene. They just, that's all they've ever known. So I'm sure you can keep going on this for a while, but you do wonder like, you know, it makes you even wonder, like you kind of look at Tom Brady and the Patriots. Once he leaves the Patriots, he wins the Tampa Bay and then Bill Jack, uh, uh, he struggles next year. And so you're like the attitude era, like how much was Vince? How much was just like the right talent at the right time? Like you right. wonder, or, like, or was it just like he has just gotten out of touch or was it just because now the company went public, they now are beholden to shareholders and it's the money that's doing the talking. It could be a lot of things. And all we know is the end of the day, you know, the Indies and AEW are putting on wrestling shows that got a lot of us into wrestling where it's just like it is the love of wrestling it is the, it's the the storytelling in the ring outside of the ring you're not again I, i've I said in the show all the time the last thing i want to think about in my head is when i'm watching something is is why is this happening because of what vince is trying to do is there money behind this what's the i, I want to be thinking about the storyline only what is yeah. what are they trying to tell me in the ring and too often i find myself watching wb and thinking about the outside influences trying to piece yeah. together right and that's Good call. yeah i'm just tired of that
yeah, it's like uh, watching an actor who's the whole time you're watching the movie, you're going, hey, that's Will Smith. I can't see yeah. anything other than Will Smith. That's him. Yeah. It, yeah. You just always have that in the back of your head. Like, oh, who made this shitty decision? You know, cue yeah. the, the Triple H gif. Who booked this crap? Right. Yeah. You know, who made this shitty decision? Who made this decision? And then you don't get that same sense with AEW. And maybe that's just because it seems like much more of a. Uh, cooperative process over there and it, it doesn't seem like there is a head of the snake um, in the same sort of way uh, and it seems like a bunch of people who actually care about professional wrestling um, and you know I, f- I feel like we talk about the same stuff every week but like AEW just doing all the right things uh, another hell of a card coming up this week for Dynamite uh, with Jungle Boy and Adam Cole as well as Sammy Guevara uh, facing off with Miro for the TNT Championship. Now, Wyatt, with um, this kind of push involving Sammy Guevara, is he the right guy to supplant Miro, or is this still Miro's title to run with? Sammy Guevara is interesting. I, I've seen him wrestle in BC, and um, I'm not fully, again, I'm not fully sold him. I haven't fully totally gotten into him yet as a wrestler. Um, and again, like I think Miro, you know, first came in, he didn't do much for me in AW either, but I think he's kind of got some momentum now. So I think I, right now, I hope it still goes Miro. I still think there's some, some juice left with him. I don't think you need to jump yet. Um, again, nothing against Sammy. I just, I just feel like for me, I still think Miro has more to give right now. And I'm kind of more interested in what he's going to do with the belt. So that leaves, uh, pretty much every belt in aew being on a heel if i'm correct it's true there is a bit of like you know the chase is more exciting than actually getting the belt going on and this is where it comes down and this isn't advancing but it comes down to the wrestling you kind of look at that like yeah there's got to be some balance and i assume eventually if some guy with good intentions is going to get a belt uh so again is sammy won for that very reason i like, yeah that's fine i'm not saying it makes no sense i'm not saying it would be illogical we're gonna lose but i i am kind of a intrigued by things that that buck the normal trends like i'm okay with that for a while like i don't feel they're i'll say this i don't feel they're doing it to make a point where i feel like wd has a lot of time to make a point like we're gonna do this to subvert you whereas here it's just kind of like we're going with the flow and i kind of like that so i I'm, i will say by one is the small criticism of, of aw is uh everybody's gonna stop doing the middle finger i saw a lot of people doing the same move and it's not like i think i'm gonna go fuck middle finger but when everyone does it it doesn't have the same impact now it feels like everyone's like oh we're so rebellious fuck you it's like relax like when, when austin did it it was like his thing and then everyone would do it to him in response almost like a toddler will fuck you too and that was fine but like there were at least like six wrestlers doing the middle fingers i'm like all right it's, it's not that edgy like just well not, if everyone does it it doesn't have the same impact for me speaking of of over the top edgy i actually had this we won't do push or bury this week since you're the only one uh, with the insight but i had it uh on my working list of push or berries uh talking about saying the word shit on tv wrestling because mm-hmm. AEW I watched a supercut uh it was not this past dynamite but the previous one of the amount of times that people said the word shit and it was excessive and seemingly ridiculous and the the biggest part was um the MMA guy whose name I forget but he was the the manager guy what's his name do you know his name I don't know offhand I, I only okay. I only investigate <laughs> certain things <laughs> But he he said like shithole and and shithead and like like seven times in the same promo. And then I think it was Brian Danielson saying it back to him like you're the shithead. No, you're <laughs> this isn't a shithole. And really, it kind of feels to me it feels heavy handed and over the top. Same as same as the middle finger thing. But uh, they're just trying to be edgy for the sake of being edgy. And that kind of loops me back to what I said earlier about. 
uh, does Vince not view them as a competition because they are for an older demographic and maybe they're pushing towards uh, WWE can take all the children and we'll take all the uh, all the key demographic people and the people who have aged with wrestling like you and I. Um, anyway, we shall move forward. Um, the other thing I want to talk about was kind of an interesting thing, which is uh, this past week on Dynamite, uh, AEW had their first like, oh, wow, in this city, the crowds are crazy moment in which Cody Rhodes got booed out of the arena. <laughs> So, uh, but I had an interesting thought about that because his ring gear was um, reminiscent of the bad guy from the TV series, The Boys, and the Mm -hmm. uh, uh, comic book, The Boys. So was that a subtle heel turn? Like, are we seeing? Because the last time Cody tried to turn heel, it was bad. It was heavy handed and stupid and everyone could tell they were trying too hard to make it happen. So they quickly backtracked on it. And, uh, and never tried it again. Uh, but here we are with maybe a subtle rig gear choice in a city where maybe they knew they were going to boo him out of the arena and it happened. So do we see Cody Rhodes uh, shifting gears a little bit? I, that'd be kind of fun because you kind of saw like, you know, back in the old days, Rock Hogan or like Rock leaned in how the fact that Toronto booed him, right? Like that They kind of went with it. And that's what I kind of miss. Like, I hope, you know, whether they, again, they probably knew he was going to boo, like you said. So that would be a very smart um, non-Cody way to do it because he is not the solid, the most solid guy at times. But it would be a fun way of doing it. Even if he like embraced that Homelander style, I'd, I'd love that. <laughs> if he was just like this arrogant shit heel, that'd be kind of fun. Um, I mean, with that neck tattoo, you kind of got to be a heel. So uh, <laughs> it's so bad. Um, so I, I do, yeah. I mean, that, that would be interesting. Because again, Cody is like one of those guys where like, you know, he deserves the credit for having the, the balls to get this started, to get out there and the courage to, to chase this dream. And I remember first off when he first started, I honestly was like, yeah, right. Good luck, buds. Uh, it's not going right. to happen. Right. Like, it's just, there's no way you're just going to be another impact or a worse impact. Like, congrats. Like, um, and again, I, I'm not like, he's not my favorite rest of the world, uh, but I think he has a really good mind for the business. That's probably his best asset. And he knows what can work. And, uh, you know, if I was him, I'd be doing the same thing. Why wouldn't I try and give myself fun characters and keep trying? I'm not saying he shouldn't wrestle at all, not in any way, shape, or form. But I do hope he kind of, you know, goes with the the, the more subtle ways and kind of goes with the crowd. And even if they this, you know, going with the crowd booing here and he kind of leans into it and like uses this as an opportunity to go that way, like that's a way better way of doing it. So I would love that. I think that'd be a, a fun way of kind of like him going like, wait a minute, and kind of running with that, which again, is something I want to see more. If a crowd decides to hate you and it kind of picks up steam, you have to go with it. Like that yeah. pays respects back to the crowd. It tells the crowd we're listening in a way. It's not telling the crowd, no, 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 you're wrong. You know, relax. No, I like the fact that they might go with it. So I, I'm excited to see what happens with that. Yeah, a lot of things going against, and I'm sure very intentionally going against the the norms of WWE people winning in their hometowns. I think we talked about that last week. Uh, And this is maybe another example of let's lean into a crowd reaction as they should. It makes perfect sense. Let's not try to have the commentary team excuse it or as WWE often does, you know, the the night after WrestleMania is crazy. (laughs) Wow. Fans from all over the world. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know who they like and who they don't like. Let's just lean into this, understand what fans want to see and, and respect what fans want to see. And to your point of, you know, kind of WWE, WWF through the mid nineties, um, it was okay for someone to be a heel in one city and to be a face in another. Oh, and right. that's, that, there's nothing wrong with that. And you can, as long as the wrestlers are able to anticipate and work with and move into and lean into uh, what they're expecting or what they're anticipating the crowd reaction to be, let them run with it. 
the crowd is the crowd and us watching at home. Don't care. I don't care if, if that guy was getting booed last week and now he's getting cheered in this city or vice versa, that makes no difference to me as a home viewer. I, I will shape my own opinions about, about these wrestlers and how I feel about them and boo from my couch. Um, <laughs> but I, I respect what they're doing so far. And it'll just, I thought this was kind of maybe a subtle uh, way for them to kind of move in a different direction with Cody, but we will see. Yeah, again, I like the WB example is Big Show. His lines change and you just, but his right. character would change every other day. So it makes sense. But if the wrestler stays the same and they just kind of subtly set him up with other different opponents or solely have him talk on the mic about things, they can kind of get there. But like Brett's turn, the Brett Stone Cold Steve Austin double turn is one of the best things we've seen. They kind of leaned into it. Like, I don't know if they planned that to begin with, but they saw what was happening and they went with it. And that was, that was, no, it made it feel like it paid off if you paid attention. Like, oh, I've been paying attention. This makes sense to you. And it made you feel good as a viewer and i think that's mm-hmm. what i want more vw and to your point about you know good guys winning the home city like it's great that the first year that's what's happening but you know down the line they can they can have guys lose they can they can play with it like, i think right now it's a good tamps to to let people like have fun be like hey cool like this we're here we're open to anything but it allows them to also to do anything down the line like hey it gives a trust to them that if someone does lose their hometown there's a point to it and uh who's like i don't know the guy they brought out they brought a homicide i think it was name was they brought him out uh, one of the matches, like a well-known local guy, like that's, you know, paying homage to the crowd. Like that's really fun that they're now getting a local guy and bring him out to the home crowd. Like that's mm. yeah, what yeah. a treat yeah. that is. Like imagine we were to show and all of a sudden uh, AW show and the LP showed up in Vancouver just for a one-off, like right. how like right. you feel rewarded or Arvis Spencer show up or uncle daddy himself showed up at AEW. Like people would mark out for like the local guy. It's a lot of fun. It doesn't mean he has to be there forever, but even just him, it almost makes the wrestling world seem huge. Like yeah, you're yeah. in this guy's market. Why wouldn't he show up, right? Like the forbidden door is there. And like the forbidden such, door has been so opened. And it it does, it feels like a uh, the Avengers of pro wrestling. Like oh, it feels call. like yeah. WWE is Thanos, and we've got all <laughs> these other companies coming together and putting their best shit out there to to take down the big dog. And 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 we'll see how it goes. Of course, we've our allegiances seem clear at this point. <laughs> Which again, when they do things bad, we'll point it out. But right now, I think we're just having a lot of fun just kind of watching them do wrestling for the sake of wrestling. And, all, you know, we point out there is a bit that we had like not concerns with or like I don't like swearing as much because it's too much of it. But there'll be things online. But right now, it's just it's such a fun ride that it's hard not to get caught up and just enjoying wrestling again. Like it's yeah, I love it right now. Yeah. And it's weird because I feel like they are in touch with their fan base more as well. So like, I don't think feedback like that, and of course they're not listening to our podcast, but the, the <laughs> if the overwhelming internet wrestling community comes together and say, says stop giving the middle finger so much, like they're probably going to listen. So I think that is a key uh, difference right now. The only other AEW rumor coming out uh, this week is that we, there's been a couple hints towards uh Bray Wyatt, whatever you want to name him, uh, showing up this Wednesday in Rochester at the AEW show. Now, he does have a 90-day non-compete clause, but apparently, I didn't even know this was a thing, but I've read this, that they can waive the 90-day no-compete clause and just not get paid um, for that time. So um, he has that option, or maybe some wrestlers have that option and others don't. Um, but Bray Wyatt apparently does have that option. So he does have the potential of showing up at uh, AEW sooner rather than later. And all signs point to the natural fit, which is Dark Order. Uh, so thoughts there? Yeah, I, we've talked about it before. You, know, you get worried that they're going to bring in too many guys, but Bray Wyatt's a guy that just from a, um, a mechanical point of view, what I mean is that here's a guy that, when wrestlers have come in here, the biggest thing they say is like, there's not an agent in my ear. There's not like some writing team in my ear. They're letting me, you know, letting us do what we want. 
we get to see what Bray Wyatt can do on his own. Cause it seems like a lot of the time his worst enemy was WB. Like we talked about Finn Balor, they didn't know what to do with him. And I don't think they knew what to do with Bray Wyatt either. Um, so for him to go to an environment in which they might just, you know, say, Hey, do what you want. It's up to you and see where it takes you and see if you can get over like that's super exciting. So, I mean, if there was one guy that might, you know, drop some money just to get going right away, it would be Bray. I feel like he's really in tune with this character. Mm. I think he's probably one of the most excited guys to get a chance to show that like, Hey, I can make this work even better than you ever imagined. Like you haven't seen the full Bray Wyatt yet. So for me, yeah, I'm, I'm super intrigued to see about what he can do. I hate fantasy booking every single release wrestler to go AEW, but it makes sense why you would. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think Bray Wyatt's like probably the last big name right now that like makes the most sense that like they have to get him. Yeah. And, and it, as long as things are interesting for him. And mm-hmm. I think like, I think a, a Bray Wyatt Miro uh, program could be interesting for that TNT belt. Um, depending on where they, where he wants to take his character, I assume is what they're focusing on. Uh, but that's pretty much, unless you have any, you know, just things in your soul about extreme rules that you really wanted to talk about. No, I, I will say the only point and I'm going back to Bray Wyatt really quickly is like, oh, okay. I remember in the old <laughs> <No> days, WWE. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes into WD. I remember the old days when mankind first came in. And took on Undertaker. And that was one of the few times where I felt like, oh shit, Undertaker's met his match because this guy's a psycho. Like the Undertaker beat the shit of him and he never stops coming. If like Bray Wyatt can come in and kind of be that kind of a foil for someone, whether it's a mirror or someone else, like that could be something very, very interesting. Cause we saw the extreme silly end of that where like, you know, Seth Rollins like did a finisher move on him 18 times. And like that was so mm-hmm. was dumb. Whereas like back in the old days when it was Mankind Undertaker, it felt so like real and visceral of like, the one guy that could maybe crack the mystique of Undertaker was Mankind. I think he was his best opponent, my favorite opponent of all time for that. So I want to see what Bray can do when he comes in and kind of be that monster where it's not done in a uh, a silly way or he's not like, oh, we've gone too far. We've got to please the shareholders. He's got to do something funny now. Like, I, I want to see what happens. Yeah, because with the Mankind thing, it never felt um, in the same way as the Bray Wyatt thing or the Fiend thing. Never felt uh, in that kind of supernatural way. It just kind of felt like this is a, a crazy person who yep. can take a take a beating and doesn't know when to stay down. And uh, and yeah, that could be that could be the right uh, way to go with this. Uh, so I think that wraps us up for tonight. Um, thank you, Wyatt. Uh, thanks to our guest. Like. I guess. No yeah. guessing. Oh, Dad, sorry. Uncle Daddy, Tony. Thank Baroni. you. Thank you with all my heart. Thank Uncle you. Daddy, Tony Baroni. If you're ever looking for a father figure in your life, Clive might be available for appointments. Um, but that's the conversation for another day. Uh, so for myself, the the architect, Mike Paris, uh, for Wyatt, the stanchion art, and uh, for our absent J. Bowman Coover. Um, this has been Wrestle Nation. We will see you guys next week. Bye.